on, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Talking with Beauties, episode 56, the Wednesday news. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about the 49ers draft and how it's been blown up in a matter of a couple years. The Spanish Soccer Federation has a lot of drama to cover, and college football teams are punishing themselves. But first, let's head straight into the MLB. So let's talk about injury reports. We'll start off in the Angels talk. Shohei Otani has torn his UCL. We do not know if he needs surgery uh, on this elbow, but he will continue to DH, but he is done when it comes to pitching this year. Mike Trout is also being placed on the 10-day IL with his wrist one day after being activated. They even said that he wasn't feeling 100%. And now we pretty much have seen that um, he is back on the IL. He won't be rushed back most likely due to how poorly the Angels' performance has has been the last couple of games. Joey Votto is on the 10-day IL with left shoulder discomfort. Jake Cronenworth is on the 10-day IL with a right wrist fracture. And Tony Gonsolin will undergo Tommy John surgery on Friday. Steven Strasburg plans to retire uh, the Washington National legend. Only pitched for the Washington Nationals throughout his career. In that 2019 World Series World Series run when they, the Nationals beat the Strohs, uh, he pitched very well, 36 and a third innings in that run. Since 2020, though, he's only pitched 31.1 innings. It really has just been unfortunate with his injuries. I think this is a better situation for him just to hang out the cleats and uh, put the glove away for for his uh, career. Very good career, though, for Steven Strasburg. The Oakland Athletics have officially been eliminated from the playoff. We all knew it was coming. It was just a matter of time until mathematically they were eliminated. Justin Verlander recorded his 100th career win at Comerica Park, which is the ballpark in Detroit. He is the sixth player in the last 50 years to record 100 wins at one ballpark. Very dominant in his career uh, with everybody, but very dominant as a Detroit Tiger. So, has, uh, of course, accumulated a lot of those wins as a Detroit Tiger. Cleveland Guardians have DFA'd Noah Syndergaard, acquired him at the deadline. Unfortunate news, it, he's gone out of there very quickly. Seattle Mariners have officially taken over his first place in the AL West. This is the first time they've been in this this spot this late in the season since 2003, and they're just on a tear. I wouldn't be surprised if they took that into playoffs with all this momentum that they have. Arizona's rookie Corbin Carroll becomes the first rookie since Mike Trout to record 20-plus home runs and 40-plus stolen bases in the same season. These are the only two guys to do it since 1977. So Corbin Carroll's going to be a very special player as long as he keeps this up for uh, the Diamondbacks. We got some bad news coming out of the New York Mets facility. A lot of things circling around Pete Alonso and him being traded this offseason. So if you uh, expect are a Mets fan and you uh, like Pete Alonso, it's going to be unfortunate news this offseason when you hear him get traded because a lot of things are circling him to be moved this offseason. Jose Altuve hit the cycle against Boston the other night. This is his first time ever hitting the cycle. Coming a week after, he just hit his 2,000 career hit. So very good month for Altuve. Also out of the, uh, the Houston lineup, Michael Brantley will be coming back. He is off the IL, making his season debut in Boston this week. So um, Brantley is back and hopefully helps spark this offense, get back into that top wild wild card or even division spot for the Strohs. 
the Yankees have released Josh Donaldson and also made news that they are releasing or putting on waivers Harrison Bader. So a couple big moves out of the New York Yankees locker room. The last news out of MLB today, though, big news. Um, I'm actually recording this on Tuesday night due to um, some things I got going on Wednesday. So I would like to, I'm going to edit it on Wednesday, release it on Wednesday. But all this stuff that happens on Wednesday will not be updated in this episode. Um, so big news coming out of today, quote unquote, the Los Angeles Angels have placed Lucas Giolito, Matt Moore, Ronaldo Lopez, Hunter Renfro, and Grand Randall Grishik on waivers. A lot of big names out of the Angels lineup that are going on waivers. And what does this mean? This means all the players are eligible to be claimed by any team. Uh, meaning that if they want to take on their contract for the rest of the season, they are more than welcome to without any cost. This is big news out of the Angel lineup. Um, it's really kind of up and down, as is my opinion, because Giolito has not been what they traded for. He has not looked good at all coming over from the White Sox. And then you look at Matt Moore, who's actually done pretty well, one of the few lefty relievers in the bullpen, but He's gone, uh, most likely going to be gone. Ronaldo Lopez also came along in that Giolito trade. Hasn't been terrible, but I guess just not to the standards of the Angels right now. Renfro brought him over to start off the year in a trade. Also has not really panned out to what they thought was going to happen. Um, pretty uh, Most of his numbers are way down to his career stats. And Grishik, they just picked him up from Colorado as well as Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez. So I don't understand trading all these prospects and all these young guys for guys that aren't going to stick around the rest of the year. So this is this is bad. A big salary dump is pretty much what Jeff Passan has said on Twitter. Really the reason why the Angels are going to do this. I would be su surprised to see all of these guys make it through waivers and not get picked up. The only ones I could see probably making it through, Randall Grishik and potentially... Hunter Renfro, I would not be surprised to see all three of those pitchers get claimed, if not at least all five of those guys get claimed by a team uh, on Thursday. Or So we'll see what happens with the Angels and uh, how they're going to bounce back from this heartbreaking news if uh, you're an Angel fan. All right, let's head to the NFL. So we got the Arizona Cardinals. They, they traded away Isaiah Simmons uh, to the New York Giants. For a 2024 seventh round pick, a lot of play, a lot of ESPN guys and Fox guys think that the Cardinals are selling and trying to pretty much tank without saying they're tanking, trading away a lot of key assets. This is one of the bigger ones though that I mentioned. We'll see what happens. The Cardinals are not projected to do well, and uh, they're not really helping their case in this this spot right now. San Francisco uh, 49ers have traded away Trey Lance to the Dallas Cowboys and will only get a fourth round pick this upcoming draft. This is shocking news. Last week, I mentioned that he was third string on the list when it came to the quarterback death chart right behind Sam Darnold and Brock Purdy. They traded away three first round draft picks to trade up to get Trey Lance. And in less than two years, it has blown up. And he is out, and he is going to Dallas for pretty much nothing. So I don't know why Dallas is getting this guy in here. They got Dak. They got Cooper Rush. I think they got another guy that, I, as right now, I can't think of it. But they got guys in that, that room that don't really care in the spot that they're at because they know Dak's a starter. 
But Trey wants to play, so I don't know why Dallas is bringing him in. We'll see what happens, though. So San Francisco really just blowing this one up and losing Trey Lance for absolutely nothing. I know this is not the NFL. This is the NFL topic, but I want to talk a little bit about the CFL. So a couple weeks ago, I mentioned that the Edmonton Elks are on this terrible home losing streak. They were on 19, I believe, the last time we mentioned them. Yesterday, it was their first home win against the Ottawa uh, Red Blacks, I believe is what their their team name is. 30-20 to 20 at home. Their first win since October of 2019 and a 22-game home losing streak. So congrats to the Elks. That fan base definitely needs a win for sure. So uh, we'll see if they're able to get maybe a little win streak going, get back into the positives. But the Elks, their home losing streak is over. Houston Texans announced that C.J. Stroud, their young rookie quarterback, will be week one. Uh, starter and I'm not surprised Houston just pretty much has needed some time just to watch it and look at him but CJ Stroud starter for week one and lastly Baltimore Ravens have released Melvin Gordon from the roster the running back really has just not been the same and uh, just trying to find a spot where uh, he fits Formula One so of course Max Verstappen ended up taking the win in last week's race but I want to talk a little bit about outside of the the track want to shout out Logan Sargent qualified for P10 for that race he's the first American to qualify for the top 10 since 1993 which is amazing stat um, not as great as Max Verstappen winning his ninth straight going for number 10 in the next race which would be the record so Wanted to shout out just a little bit of a American bias there. Uh, two other news coming out of there, though. Danny Ricardo uh, broke his hand in a crash during qualifiers. He was replaced by Liam Lawson, so we don't know how long he'll be out, but he will be out for some time. And Magnussen and Hulkenberg re-signed with uh, Haas for the 2024 season, so they will have the same drivers next year, which is good for Haas, even though they have struggled to find the points for them. So... We'll see if it ends up working out for them, but I do like Magnus, Magnuson and Hulkenberg at Haas. All right, let's head to college football. So we have recap. I said I was going to normally do episodes where we recap about week zero or week one or whatever week it is in college football. But for week zero, small little lineup. I didn't want to make a whole episode out of it, so I thought I'd include it in this one. So USC, sixth in the country, ended up beating San Jose State 56-28 want to shout out uh, Zachariah Branch, a true freshman, wide receiver, had four catches, 58 yards for a touchdown, had two punt returns of 47 yards, which were really explosive returns, but had that giant 96-yard kickoff return. Really great for the highlight reel, really good for Branch. And uh, the Trojans' defense did not look great, should not be giving up 28 points to San Jose State. Offense looked very good, so hopefully they're able to figure it out this upcoming week against Nevada when it comes to the defense. Two other games I want to shout out. Uh, number 13 ranked Notre Dame playing against Navy. Ended up smoking them 42-3. It wasn't even close. Navy just did not look good. They had their chances, but ended up just falling short big time early. And San Jose State beat Ohio 20-13. Those were probably the best games of Week 0. 
All right, into today's news. ASU announced that they get a new uniform, which will be debuting on October 7th versus Colorado, which they're calling Ghost Story. The jersey is black with gold numbers, white trim, and that white trim is glow-in-the-dark material, which is very interesting. Never seen this on a football jersey before. Looks pretty cool. Um, numbers on the shoulders for the TV numbers. So the jersey looks very good. Really basic, but... With the colors that they're using, it's very bold and in your face, easy to read if you're in the stands or on TV. The pants are also black with the gold pitchfork on the side of the leg, also trimmed in that white that will gl glow in the dark. Uh, no helmet was shown in the pictures that they did show of the jersey, so I'm very curious on what they're going to wear. My guess is they're going to wear gold helmets since I believe the blackout game this year is week two against Oklahoma State. So if that is the case, I would be surprised if they wore... Pretty much another blacked out uniform against a team like Colorado, which they have not announced on their website that that is a blackout game. So October 7th, be uh, keep your eyes out for the Ghost Story jerseys, which are the black jerseys, black pants, and I'm hoping for gold helmets. So we'll see what ASU does there. Also news out of Arizona State, they have self-imposed a 2023 postseason ban, meaning that they will not participate in a bowl game or if for some crazy reason they make it into the playoffs, they will not be participating in that this year. They're doing this due to the COVID recruiting violations that they had um, during COVID time, and there was no punishment given out by the NCAA. ASU has imposed it on themselves. Very interesting. Don't understand it completely. They made a statement earlier tonight pretty much saying that they – support everything that just happened and the ban and they think it's going to help with the culture and pretty much punishing things that are bad i'm calling a lot of bullshit i know that this team is not very good i know this team's not going to win more than six games so they're not going to a bowl game this year so i don't think this is going to punish them in the long run but the ncaa can still punish arizona state which they just recently punished tennessee in in a big fashion, a lot of money, a lot of scholarship lost. ASU's hoping that this is going to pretty much show that the NCAA, like, hey, we already punished ourselves. If they lose some scholarships to a new rookie uh, coach, Kenny Dillingham, that's going to hurt the program very badly. So that's going to be rough for them. But would I be surprised if ASU gets in trouble once again by the NCAA? No, but it's been this long. I don't know if it was going to happen. So I'm glad ASU's doing this, kind of get your – a foot in the door with the punishment. It looks stupid, but I understand where they're coming from. So we'll see if it ends up paying off and ASU doesn't get punished by the NCAA, but I'd be very surprised if uh, the NCAA sits back and just lets it happen. Other news, Ohio State names Kyle McCord week one starter versus Indiana. There was a lot of news between uh, quarterbacks out there, but they, they have announced McCord will be week one starter. So the top games from this week, this upcoming weekend, so let's get into the top games. Number 14 ranked Utah will host Florida on Thursday. That's going to be a great matchup. Look at the time for that. I believe that's on ESPN. Colorado will visit number 17 ranked TCU. Deion Sanders' first game in the Pac-12 in Colorado in Power 5 conference play. This is going to be a really good matchup. I'm going to be very intent on watching this one. I'm very curious to see what Dion's going to do with this squad. He's put high expectations on himself, even if he didn't mean to. So I hope TCU destroys them. I'm not a big Colorado fan, not a big Dion fan. So I'm hoping TCU 
absolutely smokes them, but it's a big statement game for uh, Deion Sanders. Next up, we got number 21 ranked North Carolina visiting South Carolina. That's actually going to be college game day. So if you're going to watch that, it is on 6 o'clock um, in the morning Pacific time. Uh, college game day will be at South Carolina. Should be a good matchup. North versus South is always a great matchup there. And on Monday, LSU is ranked fifth in the country. They're visiting number eight, Florida State. Actually, that's a neutral site game, I believe. Will be a great matchup on Monday, or on Sunday, excuse me. And really, honestly, the best game of the weekend. So, uh, unfortunately, that's not a Saturday. It's on Sunday, but it's going to be one of the headlines of the weekend. So, watch out for that game big time. All right, so last week, I gave you guys my underdog pick. I picked... Um, Hawaii over Vanderbilt had had a cover 17 and a half points. Uh, the college, college game day does underdog picks where they give out points for uh, if the team covers three bonus points. If you get an outright win, if the team is a six and a half underdog or less and five points for an outright win of a seven point underdog or above. So I picked Hawaii 17 point underdog ended up falling just short Bad turnover on the last drive that would have tied up the game. They lost 35-28. So I got two points for that cover. So my season total for the underdog points are at two as of right now. But very proud of Hawaii and not surprised that they covered, but very surprised that they almost actually won that game. So hats off to Hawaii. Very good matchup. Long distance to travel just to end up losing by seven. My upset of the weekend, though, I got Boise State at number 10, Washington. Very tough matchup. Boise State's a plus 14 and a half. Don't expect them to win this game. I think Washington's going to be one of the best teams in the nation and definitely the Pac-12. So it's going to be hard. I think Boise State keeps it close, though. I got the 14 and a half. Hopefully they cover. I'll keep you guys posted from next week. All right, let's talk about soccer. We got a mess to talk about in the Spanish Federation. So the president, Luis Rubiales, uh, has continued to refuse to resign after the incident during the World Cup celebration and medal ceremonies with Spain player Jenny Hermosa. As a result, 56 players have signed a letter that they will not return to the national team as long as he is still there. And 23 of those 56 players are the World Cup rostered players, which is the complete roster of that team. And those those players were all included in that signing. The entire coaching staff has unanimously resigned. The only one that has stayed is Jorge Vilda. He's the manager of the team. So those are the only two that have stayed since this mess has come. Um, still refuses to resign. So FIFA had to step in, suspended for 90 days. And I don't know what's going to happen with him. He's still saying that he's not going to resign. I think that's going to come into a, a case where he's going to not just be forced to, but maybe FIFA is going to have to step in and, and take it away from him. Very bad situation. I'm with the Spain players on this one. He needs to get out of here, get him out, find a new president, and move on from this incident as quickly as possible. Last news out of soccer, uh, Yoan Cancelo is going up to Barcelona on a loan deal from Man City with an option to buy at the end of this season. So Cancelo going to Barcelona will help out Barcelona big time. Kind of surprised he's going on loan. Not too sure about the relationship status with him and Man City, but he is going to Barcelona for the rest of the year. 
short little news from the NHL. Jason Demers has retired. Seventh round pick in 2008. Played in 700 NHL games for San Jose, Dallas, Florida, Arizona, and Edmonton. Recorded 214 points and 407 penalty minutes. Also, Jonas Donskoy has re also retired due to concussions, so injury-related stuff for him. The fourth-round pick in 2010 played in 474 games for San Jose, Colorado, and Seattle and recorded 208 points. So two guys retiring at the end of the year. Demers said 99% he's retired. I would be very surprised if he came back, but uh, we'll, we'll see. Overall, great careers to both of them. Congrats on your retirement. And lastly, out of the NHL, uh, Simon Benoit signs with Toronto for one year, $775,000. I know Benoit very well because of him, his time in Anaheim. He's going to have a great time in Toronto. They're getting a great young defenseman. I think uh, Anaheim does a great job when it comes to the D-men. They really do great jobs at drafting, developing, and even if they're not with Anaheim system, they go off and and do some amazing stuff. Like look at Brandon Montour, Hampus Lindholm, Cam Fowler, great stuff there. So uh, Anaheim's losing a, a good young defenseman, but Toronto's gaining a great piece there. All right, games to watch this weekend. Let's start in the MLB. I got Atlanta versus Los Angeles Dodgers, of course. Four games set in L.A., top two teams in the National League. Could potentially be an NLCS matchup there. I think this is going to be a great series. Four game set, so we get four games of this. I might be tuning into maybe the early games, Saturday and Sunday, though, college football time. So step away for that. MLS news. I'm going to choose Cincinnati versus Orlando. Uh, the game's in Orlando on Saturday, 4.30 p.m. Top team in the Eastern Conference, Cincinnati versus, I believe, the fourth-ranked team in the East, Orlando. Should be a good matchup. Uh, both teams trying to come back from a couple of losses that they had on their schedule. European soccer, the best the best game of the week out of Europe. I got the EPL, the English English Premier League, excuse me, Arsenal versus Manchester United on Sunday at 8.30 in the morning. And for college football this week, my game of the week is, of course, LSU fifth ranked versus number Florida State or number 8th ranked Florida State on Sunday, 4.30 p.m. Um, ABC. LSU is a two-and-a-half point favorite. I think both of these teams not only have a chance to make playoffs, but I think this win right here, this early in the year, even though you can lose early and be okay, I think a win this early in the year against these two top teams in the ACC and the SEC, I think it's going to go a long way, not just for momentum, but for the committee. And... I don't know who I'm going to pick. I think LSU is going to win this one, barely, but I'm going to be rooting for Florida State. I like Mike Norvell a little bit better uh, than Brian Kelly, and I'm not a huge Jaden Daniels fan, so if you watched that last episode with my dad, college football preview, you and I, or we all know that we are not Jaden Daniels fans, but should be a great game besides the fact of a uh, personal opinion there. So great game on Sunday. Check that one out. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to this one. Episode 56 is in the books. Check out the links down below. We got uh, new episodes coming out. Should have a recap episode from College Football. Also going to be recording next week a preview of the NFL season with some buddies of mine. So be aware of that. Check out the socials when those ones will be out. 
And hopefully you guys have an awesome weekend. Check out some awesome games this weekend because there's a lot to cover. So we'll see you guys later.